Hello, everybody, and good day to you. This is Big D coming at you from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where you can see lots of smiling faces and beautiful places. This is the Q channel, and thank you for listening. We'll be bringing you solid information about this crazy world we find ourselves in currently, as well as using some references from the past to bring it all together. So, let's go ahead and get into it, shall we? It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, everybody. This is Big D, the IQ. I am back. It's been a little bit. I had to take some time off for a variety of things. We uh, did some visiting on the holidays and also digging into some of the information that is out there now that's uh, quite compelling. And some of this stuff is quite revealing uh, in a new light, in a new way. So uh, we're going to talk about that today um, and several other things. Uh, <clears throat> just went on a trip to Tennessee uh, recently. We've got family up there, went to Nashville, and... Um, we were going downtown to the area, kind of looking looking at it. I hadn't been down there in quite some time. And I did want to go see uh, Johnny Cash Museum. So uh, we went down there and parked in the garage. And, you know, from the parking garage to eating to going into the Johnny Cash thing, no cash was ever seen, handled, or used. They actually had an app for the parking garage that clued into your, uh, once you typed in your uh, your license plate, it could tell exactly where your car was, how long you've been in the parking garage, you pay right there on the app before you leave the garage, everything. Um, completely and totally uh, technologically taken over. The restaurant, um, it was a actual a QR code that was sitting on the table uh, when we went in, and uh, me and my wife. And you'd take your phone and you'd scan this code, and that would take you to the menu. So everything was on your phone. A menu expense to keep up with, which I guess is a great cost saver. Um, But it was weird. So, you know, I'm looking at the menu on there. We see what we want. Waiter comes over. Waitress takes our order. Um, When we go to pay, on the receipt, you scan the, uh, the QR code on the receipt. And it takes you to another website where you fill out everything online and and you submit it and that's it. No cash. Um, Very interesting. I've not been in a place before. Maybe you guys have, but I have not. Where there was really no reason to use cash or have cash on you uh, whatsoever. Now if you think about... Not having to have cash on you, that's kind of a benefit, I guess, if you're in a big city. You know, it's, it's a safety issue, right? You Maybe you won't have a chance of getting mugged or something, possibly. But think about the flip side. Everything you do now is on a database. <clears throat> what menu I just looked at. Before, they didn't know where I was at unless I cut my phone on in the restaurant or did a search before, but... Now they know the exact menu, the items I ordered, how many people were in my party. Um, you know, a, a whole variety about what we ordered. And then you could use that information to interpret anything. So, yeah, convenience is good for sure. But uh, what are we giving up? And I've been doing a, a lot of thinking about uh, 
you know, this, this system that's coming into place and how it ties into where Facebook is going. Now, um, stay with me for a moment. Uh, I'm sure, or I hope, everyone has heard about the mark of the beast. All right, everybody's heard about that. They've heard about the 666. Where does that come from? That is actually in the Bible. <clears throat> you, can, uh, you can look it up on your own time. But it's there. Mark of the beast. And the deal is, in the end times, there's going to be one economic system, a one world religion, and a one world military. And within this new construct, you're not going to be able to buy or sell anything, no matter rich or poor, uh, you know, big or small, don't matter. Every single person is going to have a mark put in them that's going to be in their right hand or in their forehead. Um, in, on, I believe it's in, on, uh, you get the idea. Your right hand, your forehead, somewhere in there. You're going to have this mark. And this mark is going to allow you to function in this new system. Now, this system is going to be. Uh, let me let me give you a little backstory. When I was in high school, I may have already told you, I worked at uh, Piggly Wiggly. I was a uh, bag boy, stocker, cashier, um, frozen food and dairy manager on the weekends, all while playing football and going to school. I did that for. I guess probably three, maybe four years. I don't quite remember how long, but I digress. While I'm there, we were closed on the weekend uh, for them to bring in new machines. When I started, we had the old uh, gun where you had a tape on it. It would roll around the top and you'd set the price. You'd, you know, you'd turn the dial on there and it would do the price and you'd hit. I remember that sound clear as day marking bread. It was actually pretty fun, stress relieving, and then I got pretty good at it. After a while, you know, you'd put the things on cans and, and the whole deal. You'd, you know, do it all in the store. But then the convenience came with a barcode and a scanning machine, and nobody knew how that was going to work, um, what that meant. But they pulled all the old registers out. I remember <sighs> had them lined up in the parking lot. And then came in and brought all brand new machines. And from that point forward, everything was based on scanning. And people said, oh, that's the mark of the beast right there. Well, I'm not going to say they were wrong. I just think they saw it really early. You know, just because it hasn't fully happened or gone in place yet doesn't mean they're wrong. You know, all the prophets knew what was going to happen to Israel in the future. And they spoke about that. But it didn't make sense at that time because it wasn't, they weren't able to see it because it didn't make sense. That's how prophecy works. So, Mark of the Beast, 666, scanning machines, where am I going with this? Well, when they first put out the uh, barcodes, there are, and you can grab a can right now. Matter of fact, I've got a Deer Park bottle beside me. I'm going to look at it. I have to back my eyes up a little bit. But there are two lines, very tight lines, after a zero, 
then in the middle, there are two tight lines that are just like the ones you saw in the beginning. And then on the right, you also have two lines that are tight that are the same width as the ones at the beginning. Now, there is no numerical value underneath that these days at all, but there used to be. So I know what these two lines represent, and these two lines represent 6 6, 6. Now, that was interesting, right? That's kind of interesting. You know, three, three spots. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm not. But I remember it being 666, and now they're not there. And But the spaces are still there for a numerical value. Let's take it a little bit further. Let's go look at that QR code. Now that QR code is an advancement of this barcode. And that's again what we used when we were in Nashville to do really everything. You know, you use your phone to scan that code and then everything comes in on you and you fill all that out. When you look at it, those squares mean things. Each square has a value. So when you look at the top of the square in the left and in the right corner, and then down below, bottom left, those squares look the same, don't they? Again, those numbers represent 666, is my understanding. Now let's take this even further. And once you are in a position to where you can carry your ID on you, your vaccination status on you. Remember, they're going into restaurants right now in Australia and Germany, and they're checking people's uh, <laughs> vaccine papers. You know, right there in, in the dinner, <laughs> people have masks on. They've been jabbed multiple times. Uh, now they have to have the papers and the right papers and all this. Or uh, I guess they'll be put on a, a train to to nowhere, right? So they're all complying, and Germany's finally showing us, uh, you know, who they really are, <laughs> who we knew they've always been. Now they're getting back to a familiar foe. And Australia has gone crazy and has quarantine camps where they're locking people up. And they're putting them in there in isolation, and people are escaping from there and it's a whole big situation and there's protests all over the world now with the vaccine there they got this other variant the omicromone or whatever the moronic variant um there'll be more things that they can continue to push boosters all this stuff pharmaceutical companies are able to make a fortune or a killing on this the how do you ever go back right I mean, whenever you have a population that's willing to just constantly do whatever they're told, um, that makes it pretty easy for them to be controlled. So, back to this system. If you have that on your hand, that mark, and all your identifications in there, your vaccine status, your health and all that, that QR code, they scan it, it's going to show everything. 
like in Fifth Element, multipass. It's like a multipass in Fifth Element. If you haven't seen the movie, pretty funny. Bruce Willis throwing a little throwback in there. But anyway, QR codes are that, and it all ties into that system. Now, I saw a video of a gentleman at Walgreens. I'm not sure where the Walgreens was located at. I think it was in California. But when he was walking through the store, the um, the doors to all the freezer area goods like, you know, cheeses or eggs or milk or juice or that kind of thing, they all were uh, images on the front of this glass. So you weren't able to see behind the glass. It was just an image where, number one, it made everything look full. Uh, but number two, these doors were pretty thick and they're locked. They have the ability to be locked and only open with a scan. Um, you look at your gas stations and all the passes that are already there for your loyalty cards, for your discounted gas, for your, um, you know, your swiping of your card. Now you wouldn't even have to put it in the machine. Going to Google Pay, uh, Apple Pay, all of these different things that we've gotten ourselves accustomed to using. Um, and knowing that money, that system's over, right? I mean, you guys have to see that. That system is over. It's gone. It's not coming back. Anyway, this new system that's moving into place is going to put someone in a position to where they would no longer be able to buy or sell unless they have the mark. That means even receive goods, services of any sort, uh, any riding, any ride share programs like Uber and Lyft. Um, your police would be nothing but vaccinated police trying to enforce that, which you can see that in other countries happening now. This is not going away. All of this technology was prophesied to be here, and moving forward it will be. And... How is it going to be so easy for them to do this? All you got to do is read the haiku. <laughs> People are falling for anything, man. And the Bible says in the end, God will send a powerful delusion that if it were possible, even the very elect would be fooled. You ever tried to talk to someone about what's going on right now and you get that glazed look out and they, and they have it in their eyes like, we're not even on the same planet. I, uh, I unfortunately had to go to a funeral of a family member recently. And, um, well, the uh, end result was she, uh, you know, the family member had an, uh, an aneurysm is the understanding that I was told catastrophic. And I uh, simply asked, you know, I'm going to ask, uh vaccination was she exposed to the vaccine does that happen um, and I was told yes in September uh, really quickly later this happened and that's been something that I've seen happen based on you know some reports on telegram <clears throat> where people have had catastrophic brain hemorrhages because of all the clotting we saw a dissection of a brain I shared that the other day where the whole middle of it was clogged up with like this black goo. Anyway, I was, uh, you know, speaking to my family about that. I was like, oh my gosh, and the vaccination, you know, 
was just, you know, a very short time ago before this happened. And they must have, they looked at me like I had, you know, three eyes. I mean, really. Me, at this point. I have not said anything that hasn't come true. Or anything that's not lining up with what's happening. Y'all can go back and listen to any of the things we put out there. All of it seems straight legit. Uh, to me, uh, police pointed out if we've made a mistake along the way, but looks like we've been following it pretty good. So that's how that system is going to be put in place. And then you have to ask yourself, what are you going to do then? You know, and, and that comes down to simply truth. Sometimes we think we want to know the truth. But then when we do find out what the truth is, we don't want to know it anymore. Like when you found out about Santa Claus. And this will be a good example. No, I'm not pushing Santa Claus. It just happened to be this time of year. I've seen it on TV. Go with me. You're a child. And, you know, you believe in this story about this jolly guy who's going to Go to your house and do a little B&E through the chimney. And he's going to be able to do this at every house, right? So you as a kid, you're like, man, yes, that's right. Because we believed our parents. And they would never lie to us. Why, why would they lie to us? This would be completely foolish and counterproductive. They love us. They want to tell us the truth. Oh, but don't worry, kids. This lie is a special lie. This lie is uh, probably one to set you up for understanding that people lie moving forward. That's the only thing I can think of. I had somebody tell me one time that they, uh, this has been years ago, female, she said she did not date until she was 21 years old. And I thought that was very peculiar and interesting. And the reason why she said was, well, boyfriend and girlfriend stuff growing up, all that, it only prepares you for breakups. It doesn't prepare you for long-term commitments. I thought that was interesting. Uh, Anyway. What's happening in the world right now is is not going to go away. It's just going to get more strict and more stringent. Um, Truth is like a double-edged sword. You know, truth hurts. Truth is painful whenever you're confronted with it. Do you really want to know? That Santa Claus bit, did you really want to know the answer once you found out? But then you started kind of thinking, but then you tell yourself, no, 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 no way, no way, uh-uh. But then things didn't make sense. You know, you'd see receipts here and there. All of a sudden, they didn't wrap something. There was a bag laying over there. You get woke up by your parents playing A1 trucking race car, uh, dump truck driving games with the horns going on, saying, Santa just showed us how to do it. We're testing it out. You know, you believe all that stuff. You buy into it because you want to. But the thing is, if you were never told about it to start with, would you know what you were missing? I heard that Christmas holiday, the way we know it now, is created by the Coca-Cola Company. Coca-Cola Company. If you look deeper, and I don't want to ruin anybody's what's going on, right? Hey, listen, truth. This is the truth channel. Like it, 
I don't like it, but it needs to be said. The origins of Christmas go back to uh, the Druids and worship of Saturn. Yeah. The holiday started on the 25th of December and it ran to the 5th of January. The 12 days of Christmas in the song. Um, there was a dark period in the church for sure during the Middle Ages where the church was trying to gain members and they were conquering other um, Germanic tribes and allowing them to come into the fold and inviting a lot of people and they didn't want to offend anyone. So what they did was they took a lot of their holidays that they celebrated and they changed them. They changed them into uh, like kind of co-opted them into a Christmas ho- or a Christian holiday, if you will. But Christmas is nothing but a, a time for real t- retailers to try and get back into good productive business. And it gets us hooked on a cycle of buying gifts that end up breaking or going away or have no lasting value. And it makes it a very superficial time to me. Now, you might see it differently. But um, I don't know. I've always not liked Christmas. I liked getting presents as a kid, but I never liked the obligation of when I got out of the house having to feel like I have to buy something for everybody. That stressed me out so bad during the season whenever I had a young family. And uh, the pressure that it puts on so many people. Um, sometimes it's the saddest time of the year for people, you know, because they, they've lost something that was important to them, something tangible, something real. I don't know. You know, the the more awake you get, the more you start to see things in a different light. And when I found out those things, I don't know, it just kind of confirmed what I always knew. So what is truth? Man, I tell you what, that would hurt, wouldn't it? If you just all of a sudden just quit participating in, in, in that and in the Christmas holiday. Like you totally took yourself out of that vein of society. Think what you want. Either way, it doesn't matter. But what if you just took yourself out of that vein of society? Think about how ostracized you would be. How you'd be looked at like you're a complete imbecile. Because you didn't go along with it anymore. Because you learned something. Because you don't put out milk and cookies anymore. Because you learned something. You don't worry about getting up in the morning super early to run down to the tree because you found out something. And wonder how that alters us. Is a line okay to create something that didn't even exist to start with? So, what is truth? Love of money, the Bible says, is a root of all evil. Not money itself. For a lot of people, I think that idea was hard to wrap around. And even for me, for a while, I didn't really understand that. Because I was like, you need money to, to live. You need money to do this and do that. Buy and sell exchanges. But it's not so much that. It's what you're willing to do to get it. The love of money. That you're willing to sacrifice your entire self. And rebuild your life every month. 
one big wheel. You wake up. You do the same thing every day. You go through the same challenges. The same situations. The same bills. And every month. You start over again. Or. Have you already achieved such level of greatness based on this hard work that you put into that you're able to take time off and remove yourself from a wicked and evil system? Love of money. Motivations. Beliefs. Do you want to know the truth? Because the truth is a scary thing. It really is because of what it exposes. It exposes a lot of character flaws in all of us. The truth cuts hotter than any two-edged sword. But the truth is going to be what tears down this matrix. The question is... We want to make sure, and I say we, I mean, I, I believe that people that are looking in this movement that are wanting to expose all this wickedness feels the same way. We want you to know why. Because it's harder for them to hide in the dark once everybody knows. It's harder. So to wake you up and to get you to a place where you can accept things that are about to happen, some hard truths are going to be revealed, guys. And and here's here's where we're at right now. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Can you? I don't know. On some things, some things yes, some things you got to ease into, right? Like when you start learning about false flags and what they really are. Um, this latest one. Say what you want. You're going to announce the arrest of the parents of the child that did. You know, shot up, what, four alleged folks in a school that, I mean, I've never heard such such nonsense. You don't do that before you go and actually investigate, and then you make arrests, and then you announce. <clears throat> a lot of this is just for media show, to sidetrack you, to distract you. What are you distracted from? Ghislaine Maxwell, Juicy Smollier, huh? the French actor. Who uh, did the fake MAGA hoax? That trial's this week. That's going on right now. Uh, the Supreme Court case. That's going on right now. Uh, election violations and arrests. That's going on right now. Resignations uh, on the Democratic side, not running for re-election. That's going on right now. Republicans taking spots throughout the country. Um... And people are very anti uh, whatever this fake administration is. Very anti that. And more people are starting to wake up at school board meetings and, you know, getting involved in their in their local levels. So why does it still feel like we're so far away? It's like we, we all feel like we almost get there and then it drifts a little bit. Well, Truth. Truth is going to come down like a waterfall. 
There were cue posts that said drip, 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 and then a flood. And there's a Bible verse that says, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the second coming of the Son of Man. Well, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage and just doing whatever. And they weren't prepared. And when the flood came, took them all away. That's the story. We know that story. Noah's Ark. But at the end, God said he'd never destroy the world again by flood, right? By water. That's what the rainbow is, right? But what about by fire? I'm going to let you listen to something really quick. And it's... uh, It's got me spooked a little bit. I mean, not in a matter of I'm terrified, but just in a matter of the magnitude of what could possibly be coming. The magnitude that we haven't even been able to see or fully understand or appreciate because we haven't been thinking big enough. If you do a Google search, you'll be able to see, um, you just type in Simpsons, You know, the Simpsons cartoon show, Simpsons Canary Islands. In the Canary Islands, you have an island, uh, Las Palma, La Palma, I think that's how you say it, La Palma. And on that island, at the very bottom left, that's where a volcano is, erupting currently. It's been erupting since, I think it is the 18th, 19th, somewhere in there of September of this year. And it's uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, the eruptions are amazing to watch. This river of fire run down the mountains like and forming these streams. It's destroyed so many homes, and it's really wreaking havoc in the area. The airport's closed. Black soot's falling everywhere. And I found it interesting that this island is in the Canary Islands where the Simpson picture is showing. And the bottom part of that island is missing on the Simpsons drawing. It's gone. The island doesn't look like that. But a part of it's missing. Now that's interesting. So listen to this. I'm sure you've heard the news about the government sending out rebate checks. In Any a minute, single person actually. that makes $99,000. The ongoing volcanic eruption on one of Spain's Canary Islands could simply be a warning sign of far worse to come. Here's what you need to know. As the La Palma volcano shows no sign of stopping its eruption, there is a possibility it could cause a mega tsunami, according to a 2001 study in the Geophysical Research Letters Journal. The study outlined how cracks below the surface of the volcano, exacerbated by an eruption, could cause between 150 to 500 cubic kilometers of rock to slide into the ocean at 100 meters per second. The New Zealand Herald outlines how the huge force that landslide generated could create massive waves up to 900 meters high that could eventually hit the coast of the Americas at heights of up to 25 meters, with a tsunami reaching Florida around nine hours after the initial collapse. Subsequent studies have played down the risk of this kind of disaster occurring for a number of reasons, informed by new models created after the 2004 Boxing Day tsunami. 
It has been argued that any collapse of the ridge would not occur with the force described in the original study, with one explanation for that being that it is likely any collapse would happen in stages. Most do, however, agree that any collapse would prove devastating for the Canary Islands around La Palma at the very least. And either way, it fits neatly within the sentiment from a separate, more recent study, which published in the Nature Communications Journal, says that massive volcanic super eruptions really shouldn't be the focus of our attention, because it's much more likely that smaller eruptions will destroy us all first. The point is about being realistic. Researchers say that while eruptions from supervolcanoes happen at intervals of hundreds of thousands of years, lower magnitude eruptions, rated between three and six on the volcanic explosivity index, occur far more regularly. And still have the potential to cause mass disruption if they occur in one of seven key pinch points. So I found that very interesting that they're going to downplay the results that they came up with earlier because they say that that fall <clears throat> would only happen in stages, so it wouldn't be as dramatic as the whole thing falling in half has been predicted for a while, and they only changed that based on、uh, another island. I guess that had that happen,、uh, but they didn't deny the fact that if that part falls off, that it would do exactly what that model predicted. And as it said, that's nine hours、uh, in Florida. Nine hours. Now, can you imagine? You imagine you get up in the morning. It's a Saturday, just like today, and all of a sudden on the news. You find out there is a tsunami coming. You got nine hours. What do you do? Because you know work's not important now. How do you spend those last nine hours? It's like、uh, what Young Guns Two. Young Guns One. Story about Chimen playing Fantan. Says someone comes home and says the end of the world's coming. It's coming right now.、And、he said, "Well, I best, I best go to the mission and pray." Second one says, "I'm gonna go buy a case of mezcal and six horses." And the third one says, "I'm gonna finish the game." I say to you that we finish the game, and those last nine hours, would you continually be talking about trying to find out what's going on in the world, what's really happening, what's important, or would it be you know distracted by things, cars, clothes, houses, all those things that are going to be washed away in this、uh, in this scenario? And the upstate, I'd imagine, New York, New England, it would probably be nine hours there too before that man hit, and then that would wipe out. Well, let's, let's just say that would wipe out New York City. That would wipe out the entire、uh, financial hub of that part, which is Wall Street.、Um, if you got bad enough flooding and wreckage into Charlotte, that would put the put the banking industry out. Fishing industry, tourism industry—it would completely shut down that whole part of the country. 
and it would fulfill that prophecy about Babylon being destroyed in one hour if you put New York as Babylon. Watch the water, Hughes told us. Not trying to give anybody nightmares, because this is a nightmare scenario, no doubt. When I first found out that National Geographic has done something on this um, many years ago, this is not the first time they focused on that particular volcano. But with everything happening right now, and the actual government over there wanting to drop bombs on this volcano to redirect the flow of lava, <clears throat> I, uh, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think that would be the correct strategy, uh, if, if you know what I mean. So uh, there's a lot of interesting things out there. But what do you want to know? Do you want to know the truth? Again, that truth can be scary. I don't know if you guys have followed what's going on with Michael Flynn and Linwood. But I can tell you, it ain't good. Uh, apparently... <clears throat> and there's all kind of transcripts and everything to back it up. <sighs> Apparently, Michael Flynn is still supporting Vernon Jones for governor of Georgia. There's been a lot of information discovered about Vernon Jones that uh, is not good for our country and would be very detrimental for him being governor of Georgia. Linwood or uh, General Flynn said that if anyone could show him information otherwise, you know, contrary to what he's seen and make him, you know, aware of it, then he would change his endorsement, possibly based on the information. So Linwood showed him the information. It was put together by I'm not really sure who I don't remember who put it together, but anyway. It was put together, um, and here is what uh, Forward from Lynn says. Uh, Among many other topics, I would like for Mike Flynn to discuss in detail with Patriots are the following, and for Mike to be prepared for follow-up questions to each. Mike's knowledge and involvement with Operation Zero Footprint. Mike's knowledge of and cover-up public statements about... Fethol Gillen, that will also involve a discussion Mike's work in Turkey after he formally left the Obama administration to continue his work for Obama in the private sector. Mike's relationship with and knowledge about Mark Turry. Mike's relationship with and knowledge about Jeremy Oliver. Clay can probably help out with this one as Oliver was on the stage behind Mike at the Tulsa conference earlier this year. Arms shipments to ISIS, drug shipments including opium, etc. in the Middle East, and child sex trafficking. Linwood continues, I would invite uh, President Trump to the public discussion at my place, but I know he is very busy on bigger issues and I kind of suspect he already knows everything about Mike on these topics and much more. Should be quite a meeting. Hope these guys show up. I would hate to have this discussion with four empty chairs. 
So he's asked all of them to come, and let's talk about, number one, why did you say what you said about me and Kyle Rittenhouse not wanting to, you know, help him with bail or, or making it seem like he did something wrong? And all of these other things that actually um, are part of what Mike Flynn believes currently. He, uh, he He's putting out a few different clips i would advise you on the high queue to go to general flynn exposed it's a, a little telegram channel where all that information about flynn's being put there and you can see for yourself but i do know this lynn that's a truth teller i trust lynn wood i do he's been right about everything he said and the stuff about mike pence earlier well, that information was given to Linwood as well from Timothy Charles Holmseth, whom I followed since the beginning of this movement, who I would say is a good guy who is being uh, hunted down by former Navy SEAL and a Clinton operative, Craig Sawyer, who's made threats against Lynn and, and everything else. So I guess the point is always stand for truth no matter what the cost no matter what the cost, and focus on what's important. We don't have to be nice to evil. We don't. Stop complying. Fight the good fight. Resist as much as you can. Stand firm together, and you'll be able to beat the system yourself. You don't need anybody else to do it, because what they're putting you to you can do yourself. It requires you to wake up, to stand up for what's right, and be unmovable and unshakable. And look through all the BS that they're throwing at you and finally see that it's all make-believe. And what would happen in the future? Let's say that that earthquake did happen, that, that volcano slid in and tidal wave came and washed all that area out. What would happen? How would people function? What kind of a service would there be? Well, I think if we look at Metaverse, the uh, Facebook uh, program I mentioned earlier that's coming out, that's going to be new. Imagine this. How many times have you been on something called Teams or uh, you know Yahoo Messenger, this kind of thing, communicated in office spaces? Um, imagine you being able to wake up in your house, go to another room where you sit in a chair and you put on a headset. And this headset has a glasses that goes down in front of you. And you are automatically wherever you want to be. You can be on vacation. You can go to work. And if you go to work, you would actually sign into a metaverse office. So if you worked at, let's say, Joe's, Joe's Crab Shack. And you were supposed to be there for that day. And this was office situation, not dealing with people. Because listen, you don't need people whenever you can deliver everything. All this can be done online and in a world where you would buy your own clothes online, your digital clothes. You would create your own house. You would create your own lifestyle, your own personality, your own avatar. You would never have to leave your home. And you could interact and do anything anywhere. There would be no cost in travel. You wouldn't have to worry about that. You, you could be anywhere at the same time or nowhere. You could go on vacation. 
by not even leaving your house, but just get the experience by having this headset on and traveling to this other universe. And that's what Meta is going to be about. There's already people that are buying fake houses. and You know, it's another matrix inside the matrix when you really think about it. It's uh, Sims times 50. But they've been programming us. They've been uh, getting us ready for it, to accept it. And this is how it can all take place. That metaverse is what would connect every single person together without you ever having to leave. And like a delivery automated. That's here. Anytime this could happen. The scenario I shared with you with the volcano, the tsunami, or the rapture that they'll blame on an alien invasion. Look up Project Blue Beam. There's going to be all kind of things to try and keep us distracted, but we got to be founded in the faith. You know, got to be founded. Put on the full armor of God. You'll find it in Ephesians. And through cloning, through people being replicated over and over and over. That's really how they've been able to control you because they've controlled the knowledge. You haven't been able to get access to what's happened a hundred years ago. Or maybe not the real story. It's like society rebuilds itself every hundred years. Because they outlive the people. But they keep the ones in charge alive through adrenochrome and through cloning and through digital imaging, uh, holographic technology, just anything you can imagine to keep the deception going. It really is quite interesting, guys. And I tell you what, if we think about it, if we really, really think about it, who, who in the world could be doing this? Who was it? Who could it possibly be? Was it? Oh, I don't know. I very well could be, and uh, I'm going to leave you with these words before we go into our actual outro. Glad to be back, everybody. There is a storm coming like nothing you have ever seen, and not a one of you is prepared for it. Okay, team, that's all we got for you today. Um, It was very good to be able to reach out and talk to y'all and share with you what's going on in the world. A lot of crazy stuff out there. A lot of stuff we've been told is just simply not true. So never stop digging. Never stop looking. And uh, this is Big D. Until next time, signing out.